Hello, and welcome to Mise on Smash, the podcast where we break the Smash Brothers cinematic universe one game at a time. I'm your co-host, Pete Simmons-Hayes. And I'm your other co-host, Simon Lewisong. And we have what I'm sure is going to be a very interesting episode today with one of the internet's darlings as far as the Smash universe goes. We're talking about Wario today. I know he's a meme, but I really like Wario as a character. I find him very virile. Like he's not trying, he really knows who he is and he's not going to compromise for anyone else, you know? Yeah, I mean, compared to Mario, Mario was a character who was born out of gameplay convenience. Wario is a character with real pathos and a lot of, a lot of, thought and love and care went into his design and his conception. Mario is Nintendo's golden boy, but Wario is just a a 10 times richer character, I think. When I think of a good character, I think of if you know exactly what gift you'd give for them for like their birthday or Christmas, that's a good character. I know exactly what I'd give Wario. What would you give Wario for Christmas? Money. Okay. Garlic. <laughs> he likes money. He likes garlic. Pete, what is your experience with with Wario? Were you what Wario games did you play growing up? I was as a kid. I was kind of scared of him, but I, I think I was scared of him because I I knew I could never be him. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I never gotcha. played the Wario. La- I never played the WarioWare games because the art style just wasn't appealing to unappe- was unappealing to me. But I did play Wario Land Shake It, which is one of the most beautiful games on the Wii for one of the ugliest characters in Nintendo's arsenal. Which mm-hmm. that's beautiful to me. That's art. I've never touched a Wario Land game, but I played a lot of WarioWare because my cousin had WarioWare touched i think growing up and my brothers and i just thought it was the coolest game when he would play so definitely a big wario fan the other thing is i was scared to get into wario land because wario has so many friends he really separates his work from his life you know Mm -hmm. when he's not doing stuff against mario he has this whole other arsenal of friends and they love him yeah it's it's a very large supporting cast in in the WarioWare universe. So there's a lot of potential for drama there. So so with with that intro, I think we should go ahead and meet our writer today, who is Jenna Sheridan. Choose your character. Jenna Sheraton grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and graduated from NYU's Tisch School of the Arts, majoring in dramatic writing. During her time at NYU, she was a writer and performer for the sketch comedy group Comic Sans, and now she works as a development associate at MO Studios, a production company based in Brooklyn. And without further ado, here's Jenna. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Jenna. Hey, Jenna. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> Pretty good. good. Uh, are you are you a Wario head, Jenna? Are you were you ever big into Wario? Um, it's funny because when you guys were like, "We have inter- the internet's darling," I thought you were talking about me. Well, you are the internet's other darling. It's, Give it time. It's Wario and Jenna Sheridan. But maybe after this, she'll be the internet's darling. <laughs> yeah. So Jenna, you're 
you're not much of a gamer, right? That's something that you told us b- beforehand. Yeah, no. You were sort of nervous about coming on the show because you, you don't have a, a, a ton of gaming experience. Do you have a relationship with, with Wario just as a internet meme? Were you ever in on the, the Wario and Waluigi craze of, of, of the internet? Or is this, were you kind of breaking new ground entirely when learning about Wario this week? No, I had some awareness of the internet culture around the two of them and definitely had friends who were very into that part of the internet. So I learned a lot about it. But also, like, I didn't realize that I used to have this game. And I didn't know when you guys first assigned it to me. But then I used to play WarioWare Smooth Moves all the time. So I took a little trip down memory lane this week. (laughs) Wow. You know, we kind of assigned you Wario because we thought it'd be funny. But I'm wondering if you found any common ground with him. How does like a five foot two, five foot three woman <laughs> who loves to read from Brooklyn find common ground with this garlic loving megalomaniac that is Wario? Ah, oh, man, I don't want to spoil my pitch, but I, I, I was like, I'm sure we suffer from the same ailments just based off his diet alone <laughs> um, of garlic. So. <laughs> Yeah, we. I found common ground with him. I really relate to him too. I, I agree that he's a rich character. He has like a lot. He he gave me a lot to work with. I feel like we've already gotten a, a spoiler warning for something that's coming in your pitch. So I'm, I'm I gotta say I'm I'm intrigued. I, I don't I don't want you to spoil it. I wanna I wanna I want it to wash over me organically. So <laughs> maybe so we don't spoil anything else for us. How about how about we just get into it? Break the story. Yeah, why don't we break the story? Okay, so we open and Wario is sitting in the waiting room of his gastroenterologist's office, who he's been working with for a few years as he's been battling severe SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and like resulting stomach ulcers, okay? Um, And lately the pain has just been unbearable, debilitating, and he's back in the office again. So while he's sitting in the waiting room on the TV, he sees like an old colleague of his from college, this freaking bird named Pyoro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The news is covering Pyoro because he has like this super successful video game. And Wario thinks to himself like, seriously, that guy? He's some angry bird crap. So, yeah, you see Wario himself was one in, was once interested in video game development, but he gave up that life slash dream to be a full-time villain and take care of Waluigi. He's taking care of Waluigi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he supports him. Can I ask what college he went to? The community college or the state college. Yeah. <laughs> what do you major in? <laughs> you don't have to know these. I'm just curious what Wario majors in. Um... Games. <laughs> okay, finally the doctor calls him in and he's like, Look, War, it's not looking good. If you keep going down this garlic eating road, your ulcer will burst and kill you. <laughs> you have you have a year tops. Whoa. Uh, your body just cannot digest garlic and other fermentable carbs. You must go on a low FODMAP diet now or die. So for people who don't know, a a low FODMAP diet is like a super restrictive diet used to treat IBS and SIBO. And you can't eat garlic and onion um, amongst other veggies and and grains. Which is a bummer because Wario's favorite food is garlic. (laughs) Yes. 
Yes. A damn shame. I think it was the first time where I've learned something on this podcast. Um, yeah, I don't know how um, medically correct this all is, but okay. So Wario leaves his office in a daze. You know, he's like, what are, what are his options here? I think Wario would really rather die than make the switch to chives, which is the low FODMAP alternative to garlic and onions. So I think he's resigned to go out the way God clearly intended, which is just through like a perforated ulcer ultimately caused by an inability to digest garlic, his kryptonite, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, while he mulls this all over, he can't get like the catchy, annoying tune of Pyro's video game out of his head. Stupid bird. <laughs> <laughs> so he drives to his regular pizza place called Pizza Joe to blow off steam. Um, and there he's greeted as always by like the overly eager energizer bunny redhead chick Mona, who like harbors a crush on, on on Wario, who's much older than her. So a little into Mona's backstory, her dad was like a really renowned artist and was never around. And she was super lonely as a kid. And then her dad died, which is actually a detail that I added in because, which is not part of the Nintendo lore, because I think it'll re- really reinforce her interest in older men. Um, oh, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, because actually like... A, psychological phenomenon amongst people who lose their dads so. <laughs> you're taking a really well researched approach to all of this <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so mona's like serving up customers with such deft at like an almost game-like speed and synchronization and wario registers this and he watches her do this to the soundtrack of pioro's video game like playing in his head <laughs> and he's like seeing her in this whole new light and then, you know, obviously Wario goes there every day, so he doesn't even have to order. And Mona just, like, drops off five slices of his usual order, which is just garlic, cloves of garlic on top of pizza. And that obviously sends him into, uh, like, an ex- existential crisis spiral because of, you know, he can't eat garlic now. So, Mar- like, Mona's, like, flirting and talking to him, and he's, like, can't really hear her because he's, like, in his feelings. And then um, he comes to when she hands him a flyer and invites him to see her band perform later at Club Joe. And in his haste to get out of there, he just, like, kind of accepts quickly, which she's super excited about, obviously. So outside in the cool air, you know, he's catching his breath. It hits him. He's, like, now that he has a year to live, he's, like, it's now or never for my legacy. You know, I got to go out with a bang, not a whimper. And I'm going to do that via a micro game video game company. And like he thinks, uh, you know, of Mona's serving abilities and her skill and her quickness. And it's all coming together. I'm getting real Breaking Bad vibes from this. Like the yeah. Wario is, he's a real Walter White figure. Yes, yes, exactly. So Wario sits in his car outside of Club Joe. You know, he hears the music pulsating. Finally, he goes in and he sits at a table next to Orbalon. Orbalon, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, who's this alien? Hello, Earth folk. Who crashed, landed into Diamond City and is now settled there, right? Yeah. So Orbalon frequents the club a lot because he's fascinated with like any kind of culture. And he's also Jimmy Thang's biggest fan. <laughs> so... <laughs> Jimmy Thang obviously is like this notoriously talented dancer who's always dancing at the club, kind of like a Saturday Night Fever 
pony vibe. Show me what you got. So Orbelon like gushes about Jimmy DeWario, like, oh, you've never been to Club Joe. You gotta see Jimmy dance while you're here. So as Wario watches Jimmy dance, he has like the same sort of like tingling epiphany moment he did when he saw Mona working at the pizza place. So like just that video game music playing in the background as he watches someone do something they're really good at. So then after the show, Wario invites the band and everyone at the club back to his house for an after party just to try to get you know, in with them, which Mona is obviously extremely down for. So as the party fizzles out, the only folks left are Jimmy and Orbelon, who've been huddled to them in a corner all night, haven't hit a period. And Mona, <laughs> and Mona who's codependently helping Wario clean up. So Wario's <laughs> like, this is my chance. So he basically pitches to her this video game company idea with micro games and wants her to be a developer because she has like style and skill. And she thinks at first that he's asking her out, so she's kind of disappointed, but she won't let it show on her face. But, you know, of course, we see her face kind of drop. But, you know, ultimately she says yes because she can't say no to a job and work ethic is like a defining aspect of her character. So Jimmy and Orbelon are also on board, especially if it means they get to be around each other more, but neither admit this out loud. (laughs) Whoa. <laughs> um, so yeah, I see I see Jimmy and Orbelon becoming like an R2D2 C3PO kind of duo, just because oh. I feel like they balance each other out, sort of. Like Jimmy's cool and cultured but dumb, and Orbelon is like extremely intelligent but struggles socially and has like cultural gaps. Um yeah, Jimmy's all body and Orbelon's all brains, so naturally they're off <laughs> to each other's flame. <laughs> oh my god okay that's so that's kind of like our main four and then you know they start working together to create warioware and then we branch out and get the other characters in there slowly wario here you're about to meet the members of the warioware team why don't i introduce you here we go Jimmy T. The T stands for thang, as in, let's do this thang. I spend a lot of time hitting the dance floor at Club Sugar where the fine folk of Diamond City can't get enough of me. Mona here. Where to begin? When I'm not in class, you can find me working at my part-time jobs at the pizzeria, the gelato shop, or at Joe's restaurant. I've also got side gigs as a photojournalist, a bassist, and I explore ancient ruins in the summers. I guess you could say I like to keep busy. Dribble and spits. Intergalactic travelers and cabbies. Who says cats and dogs can't be friends? Our taxi can take us anywhere in the universe. Pretty good for a big old hunk of Let's look out! My name's Nine Volt. I'm just a kid who loves video games. And this is my friend 18 Volt. When we heard Wario was putting a team together, we knew we had to get in on it. Who knows more about video games than us? I am Orbilon, a warlord from a distant planet. I first arrived on Earth 2,000 years ago with the intention of conquering the planet and ruling over humanity. However, I have found humans curious creatures, unworthy of conquering but fascinating to study. I have made my home here ever since. Cat! Anna! Dr. Frygor, it's an honor to meet you. You may recognize me from one of my appearances in the front pages, but have no fear. I'm not as mad as they say, just 
unorthodox. I'm actually quite a good man. Just ask my granddaughter, Penny. Penny here. Here, let me show you to my latest work. It's alive! I am my... He's perfect! The world's first sentient karaoke machine. Mike, play Ashley's song. Now that's what I'm talking about. Wonder if he'll ever invite me to be part of the crew. Ashley, I'm sure if you just put down your spell book and went over there. Silent, my small demon companion. If they will not be my friends willingly, I will cast a hex so powerful it will force them into a friendship. <laughs> That's everybody. Now, back to the pitch. Why? Mm-hmm. So, I have some ideas about how like other characters will get in there. I think Kat and Anna come in um, because Mona babysits them and she brings them to Mario's house. And then one day Kat um, begs to have a play date with her new boyfriend, Nine Volts, because they go to the same elementary school. (laughs) That's how he gets in. And of course, like Anna and 18 Volts, like trailing behind the two of them, begrudgingly, like just annoyed, feeling excluded, but they're trying to support their best friends. There's some conflict there. I think Ashley and Red live in the same neighborhood as Wario. And since Wario has these guys over all the time and like Ashley can hear them making a ruckus and like laughing and just being together generally instead of isolated like herself, naturally, because like one of her, the big thing about her character is that she's like extremely shy, but kind of longs for friends, but doesn't know how to make friends and like lashes out at people out of insecurity instead. So I think she starts like casting spells um, that turn off the power, like flicker the lights to scare people into thinking Wario's house is haunted. And the gang is like, Wario, what's up with your house? It's haunted. And he's like, oh my God, no, it's my emo neighbor trolling us. (laughs) And then Mona like looks out the window and like sees Ashley in her house. And she's like, oh, she's so, she's so cute and so sad. I bet you she just wants to hang out. I'm going to invite her over because Mona is just like warm and inclusive like that. And then that's how Ashley gets in. What I really like about this pitch is that it's not just about Wario. This seems to be about everyone. You've really thought about each character individually and how they connect with everyone else. Um, and I think that's just a great, just a great world you've built so far. Cause yeah, Wario well, is it's an ensemble cast, you know, it's, 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 it's really all about the supporting cast. You know, Wario is the protagonist, but it, it WarioWare wouldn't be the same without all of the colorful characters. So they're just as important as Wario, which I think this pitch really captures. Yeah, exactly. Like they're, these are, I was so surprised to see how rich the characters were here. Like there was just so much, it was really easy to come up with this because there was so much already to work with. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's so many mm-hmm. great characters in this game. So, yeah, I think, like, they hold other interviews looking for folks, like, who have, like, a distinct style or panache, and that's how, like, that could be, like, a fun montage. Mm-hmm. And that's how we find some other guys like Penny and Dr. Krygor and Dribble and Spitz and Mike. Okay, and then I think eventually Wario marries Mona because a company with, like, family values is, like, a better better look, a better PR move. But he claims it's out of love, but really it's not, and Mona is blinded, too blinded by her love to see that. You know, because money is always going to be king to Wario, obviously. Um, And while they're married, 
Mona figures out that Wario is stealing from everyone and treating employees really badly. And it's very confusing for her because she loves Wario, but he's a monster. And she has to come to terms with like the fact that she married a stranger, not a person, but like an idea of a person both she and Wario created together. <laughs> how much how much older than Mona is Wario? <laughs> <laughs> In the games, they explicitly state that Mona is a high school student. So this really comes down to how old is Wario. I mean, we could age up Mona for this adaptation. She has to be 18, but she also they also said that she has a crush on Wario. Yeah, that's true. She's, I didn't just make that up. Yeah, yeah. She does have a crush on Wario, but she's... I mean, how old is Wario, do we think? <laughs> <laughs> that's really what I'm asking, is how old is Wario? Um, he's probably in his 40s. <laughs> it's the kind of thing, though, where he's so unhealthy. I can believe he's 25 and just looks 40. Remember yeah. that whole controversy a couple months ago about that, like, 18-year-old girl that married the 98-year-old man who's like, had a million dollars or he was, like, a millionaire or something? Yeah, I think she had a Twitter and she yeah, was just... She, yeah. <laughs> she loved her life. She was having a ball. I, I think that's how their relationship is. It seems it seems to me. Warrior's a little younger than that guy, but it's definitely like that. Yeah, and I think, like, there actually isn't, like, a lot of... You don't see a lot of, like, age... Um, gap couples on tv so i feel like this would be a good um opportunity to explore that yeah <laughs> this is representation this is this is your relationship finally on screen yeah so so they get married but mona discovers that wario is i mean wario at his heart is he's he's greedy he's greedy his his two defining characteristics are kind of that he's greedy and he's envious so she discovers that he's not properly paying his employees and this goes against everything that she's gotten herself to believe about oreo uh what happens next what's i mean that's that's some that's weighty drama that's weighty conflict so so what where does their relationship go from there so i i could see it going to one like two ways so this could either be a story about suffering and surviving where she decides that she must destroy him while playing the part of wife or i think there's also the possibility that wario tries to bribe her into complacency by promising to leave her the company when he dies and that might work because mona also really values money and and power and professional success so okay yeah. so both of these so both of these routes that you've pitched neither of them involve wario having to change which is yeah. so that's interesting so i do you think this is more of mona's story then i think it becomes her story but it starts out with wario i kind of like that that it that yeah we we start off with wario as the protagonist and but slowly as he's you know he breaks bad he becomes corrupted and then it becomes about you know mona tries to save him but when he doesn't want to be saved Mona just has to save herself and 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 her friends and and you know the other employees from Wario. Do you think she really loves him, or do you think she was just disillusioned by this older man? I mean, I think it's their relationship is the perfect storm for her. Do you know what I mean? Because like like again, if it's going to be replicating her relationship to her dad, then it's like you know he never loved her. He like values his his own success over hers. Like you know, and so that's something that like a dynamic that she's comfortable with. So. Yes, I do think that she's madly in love with him, but then she kind of wakes up and is like, 
shit. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's not, yeah. it's never real. Poor Mona. So if the, the story becomes about Mona, like in, in the third act of the film, what happens to Wario? I mean, does, does Mona end up saving herself? Does, does she get out of this thing? Um, or, or, or what happens? Yeah. I mean, she could also become a monster herself, like, and just be like, I'm gonna, I mean, but also I feel like she could take over the company and then make it better. So I'm, I'm, I'm almost thinking like maybe she, I've, I have a pitch. So a, a big, a big moment in WarioWare touched is um, this moment where Wario, he eats a bunch of garlic and he becomes his superhero alter ego, Wario man. So what if in this moment, like, like he and Mona, they're having this big falling out. Mona has finally confronted him about the monster that he's become. And, and, and Wario's like, fuck you, Mona. And then they're like, they're, they're just like, they're fighting and stuff. And, and finally, like, and Mona says something like, you're not even taking care of your health anymore. You're, you're going to die any day now. And, and Wario's like, oh, I'm going to die any day now? Fuck you. And he, like, he eats a bunch of garlic and his ulcer explodes and he becomes Wario Man. The, he's the embodiment of all of his, his, his worst tendencies. Um, <laughs> and, and he becomes Wario Man. And then the other members of um, WarioWare have to team up with Mona to help take him down and save the company. I don't know. <laughs> no, I like that. Cause then like, she really sees him for his like true essence, you know? Cause that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause then he's just all of his bad qualities when he, when he's Wario man. <laughs> What's the other members of Wario where his relationship to Wario? What do, what do they think of him at this point in time? Because he did sort of bring them together and find a way to use their passions to, to, to create something, you know, kind of creative, do, do they, are they grateful for that or are they just resentful? That's a really good question. Cause yeah, I feel like this is like definitely a, a group of like misfits, right? Like, and I feel like they're really enjoying like this new kind of newfound friend group and like home that they found together. And Wario obviously is at the center of that. Um, so I think it takes them a while to really, to, to really see what's happening. And I think when one of them realize that they're being mistreated by Wario, like they're obviously wary to bring it up to the group because, you know, people are like, oh, I, I owe Wario everything on this new fabulous lifestyle I've gained in, in being a famous video game icon influencer person, you know, because I feel like they all take off, right? Kind of. I think they unionize. They should, they, they, the, the film should end with them unionizing. <laughs> the WarioWare workers union. <laughs> It ends with them delivering a lofty set of demands on Wario's desk for how they're treated. And meanwhile, Mona hands in divorce papers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you you hinted earlier that uh, Jimmy T or, or Jimmy Fang and Orbulon, they have a relationship. Does that relation, how does that relationship manifest itself by the end of the film? Do they, do they end up together? Do they have a moment? Is there a beautiful romance there? I think that there is, yeah. I really think, I don't know why. Like when I was reading through the characters, I'm like, I just feel like they would really get along, right? Because they're just on opposite sides of like a left brain, right brain kind of a thing. So um, yeah, I do. I think they're they're together. (laughs) And I think they're going to make it. And I I think- (laughs) 
I think it's great to have them be together because like, what if that, like them getting together and their beautiful relationship is how Mona realizes that something's not right in hers. Like she's sitting down and she's talking to Jimmy Thang and Orbulon and they're just talking about how in love they are. And Mona's like, things haven't been that way with Wario in a long time. (laughs) Or how are they? And they never have actually. Yeah, they, right. Right. Right, because because Wario's never really been invested in Mona. I'm wondering if, like, at this point, does Wario know that she's cooking something against him? And is he preparing a defense, or is this all going to be just a blindside moment? I think he's over, he's always overlooked Mona. Like before, he realized that she that he could like use her for micro games and her skill and like tenacity for building a micro game empire. Like he just never gave her the time of day so i don't think i don't think he knew that it was going to happen yeah i think he was blindsided structurally how long does this this movie take place this what is our span here is this like a martin scorsese like goodfellas where like they start the company young and like wario and mona are like decades older by the end of the film or or is this just taking place over the span of like a year like have, have they been married for like decades and it's all falling apart and or or how how long what's the time span here that you're seeing yeah i think like as a film it would definitely have to span decades and it would be like you said, or, I mean, I could also see it as a, like a mini series too. Could be a mini series. Yeah. We haven't yeah. had a mini series yet. So that'd be a fun change of pace, but I, I especially think... cause it's such a good ensemble to follow these relationships as they evolve. Uh-huh. That could work really well for a show. I think the instinct to, to do it over the, at least, in universe time-wise to do it over decades is is that makes sense to me because then you get the time for for all of the other warrior wear cast to become famous and become part of this life and like they built this company up from the ground up before they realize that they haven't been being fairly compensated and you know it adds this weight to to wario and mona's relationship do they have kids do wario and mona have kids um i don't think so Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I wouldn't. I I, yeah. I wouldn't want to see what unholy creation is. Wario's are would what would be Wario's children? I, I think I, that's I, the right choice. But I'm wondering <laughs> if he knows he's gonna die. Does he just think? Does he? Is he just greedy enough, where he just has us all this money and he's just gonna put it somewhere where no one can have it and it's his, or is he gonna try to have a legacy with it? Yeah, that's a really good question. I I thought about this too, and I was like, maybe he leaves it to Waluigi because I feel like Waluigi is kind of like the Walt Junior <laughs> Flynn. <laughs> so the the this game company kind of it saves Wario's life for a time, right? If if this is happening over a long span of time and he's only given a year, like the game company, like at first, it's good for Wario. Like he keeps beating the odds that the doctors gave him, right? Like the doctors only gave him a year, but he's going on for for years and years and he's living a happy life, but he's becoming increasingly mentally unhealthy all the while um, and and destroying himself in that regard. Yeah, I think he's also addicted to pain meds because he's in like uh, so much pain. Like his stomach always hurts. (laughs) 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 And he's just so bloated all the time. Like, it's really uncomfortable. I feel like there's some movie 
or show where a character has like a stomach ulcer and it's like a serious movie or show, but they always, they're always complaining about their stomach ulcer. I can't remember what it was, but that's, it, it reminded me of, of that. It's some like, it, it's some crime movie where like the crime boss has a stomach ulcer. He's constantly complaining about it. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I'm not sure either. Yeah. Well, stomach problems are really debilitating. Like it's like, you can't even do like that. that they, that's why they don't have kids. Like I, you can't have sex. Like, right. I don't see Wario as a sexual person either. So I, I think that kind of works for him. Yeah. But Mona totally is like, as Mona gets older, like she totally wants to like settle. She wants to have sex with Wario <laughs> and she also wants like a family, but Wario can't provide that for her. And I think that's part of why she's so unhappy. She definitely wants sex with Wario. I, I mean, like there's just no two ways about it, but she, he, he can't provide that for her. Why are there no two ways about it? <laughs> I don't know. It just fell right. So take us home, Jenna. How does this, how does this end? Yeah, I think my hunch is that um, Mona really really works him, plays the part of wife, and destroys him slowly. Takes over the company, and it's hers now. As it always should have been, because she's kind of been running it. She's done the most work. So. At the end of the film, Wario is left a broken man, doesn't know how much longer he has left to live. He doesn't have a penny to his name. The, the company that he, that he built off of the backs of his underpaid laborers has been taken from him, rightfully. And, and he's, he's a man without, without a family, without a penny to his name. Yeah. That's... I would say he's in a wheelchair too, because his stomach is so. <laughs> Wait, that's kind of good. That that'd be cool because what if in 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 the Smash Brothers crossover where Wario first shows up, he's in his wheelchair and he to in order to smash, he has to like he has to learn to get his legs back. It's like that uh, that movie Stronger with I forget who it was. Is it, <laughs> I think it's Gyllenhaal or maybe it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I can't remember. Like Doctor Mario's off to the side, saying like You can do it." <laughs> He's right. like on the rail. <laughs> he oh, he has to work with Doctor Mario to get out of the wheelchair because so Doctor Mario in our universe is also a veteran, so he right. you know, he knows a lot of PT stuff. So this works. Yeah. I think that's a great ending to, I think if, if, especially if this film becomes Mona's story, I think that is, that's the place where Wario has to end up. He has to end up there. And, and, and Mona is, she's now like C, CEO of, of WarioWare probably. Right. Yeah. And she gets along great with her employees. They have a union. I dig that. I'm getting major succession vibes from all this stuff. Just with the power <laughs> moves and this aging head of this company um mona's shiv mona's 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 a shit yeah (laughs) i just love how she put wario through the ringer and i think Mm -hmm. that really sets us up for Mm -hmm. his arcs and future things like Mm -hmm. i like i love that it isn't his story and we really just get to beat the shit out of him um just leaving him as a blank slate i think that's great uh so i'm excited to see where other people take it so Moving into continuity approaching, I have a question, and that is that in in the universe of the games, the lore that is given, first given when we first meet Wario in Super Mario Land 2, I think, is that Wario is a childhood acquaintance of Mario. 
What what do you see as Wario's relation? Mario, obviously, from from your pitch, Mario doesn't have a role in this film. What is Wario's relationship with Mario? Does he have a history with Mario? Who is who is Mario to Wario? Is do they even know each other at this point? Yeah, I thought about this. I don't know. I mean, I think they do, but I just think that that's not this story. Yeah. I agree. Um, with you. It's definitely not this story, but you're saying, so you think they've, they've met before is, is what you think. Yeah. Gotcha. And they have sort of a antagonistic relationship. They maybe don't get along so well. I have a pitch. Uh-huh. So maybe cause Mario, at least the Mario that we've been pitched is successful even before he does like the mushroom kingdom thing like he's a successful boxer everything seems to be going his way what if he and wario just like the nintendo power comic set up they were friends as kids and mario bullied him uh and then he doesn't see mario at all until he is on the street divorced not a penny to his name and he just looks up to see like a giant billboard with Mario's face on it. And like, he finds this new purpose where it's, if I can't have a life, I'm going to ruin this guy's life. That's, that's our end credits scene. That's you stay after the credits and you see that scene where, where Wario has now set his targets on Mario. He's in his wheelchair and he's like this, like every, he, he, has this sequence in his head where he suddenly understands that everything bad that's happened in his life is the fault of Mario. It all stems back to that childhood trauma and he, he makes his new mission to get Mario. Yeah. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's that, that really sets up. I mean, that's Wario at his lowest point. And it really sets up what his arc is going to be, I think, going forward. So this is Diamond City. He's in Diamond City for all this. So that doesn't leave us much room for, because he's the only, I don't think there's any other characters that live in Diamond City in Smash. Is there? I mean, we could just, we could throw one in there if you wanted. I mean. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't want to like force anything. Yeah. So you're just thinking about if you want to have, have like a cameo. Yeah, but something I, I kind of like about this Wario story is that he has his own life right here, and it's so mm-hmm. separate from anything else. And mm-hmm. then he's pulled into Mario's life at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a pitch yeah. for a, for a possible tie-in, and that's that. So Wario is WarioWare is kind of a, in a unique situation in terms of the Smash Brothers franchises, in that it is I think it's the only one that directly deals with video games in universe. Video games are a part of his story. They're, they're a part of the universe. And I feel like there are going to be some franchises that we do down the line that are going to be hard to divorce from their video game, from their nature as a video game, right? Like a, like a game and watch movie. How do you right. do a game and a watch movie that isn't, about video games right Hmm. so what if i don't know like what if like what if wario like invents a virtual mr game and watch who like is like a sentient program that lives inside the game or something i don't know because who is mr game and watch if not a sentient video game character like Right. Mr. Game and Watch can't be just a guy. Like he's literally a program. 
He's like a Mickey Mouse type where there is so much love put into it. He right. came to life one day. Um, what if maybe like to not overcomplicate things and like make it like Wario is Game & Watch's father. Um, right. At the beginning, <laughs> Wario was looking at that stupid boards video game company. Could Game & Watch be like the title character of that company? Oh, yeah. Puro. Pyro, it could be, yeah, Pyro's game is like, yeah, it revolves around game and watch. Maybe. And what I like about that is, you know, Wario is such a resentful, jealous person. If he w- if he does see game and watch in the Smash Brothers universe, he's going to fucking hate that guy. Yeah, they're not going to get along at all just because he helped Pyro become successful. Definitely. I, I think I think that's I like that to have game and watch beyond the TV in the beginning that Wario sees in the doctor's office or where it's Pyro and the game is like game and watch. That could be interesting. Yeah. Could be interesting. What did Pyro major in in community college? Did he also just major in games? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think part of my idea was like, Oh, that was always Wario's dream. And then he, it got like, he got sidetracked by like other like villainous mm-hmm. pursuits. Is um, interesting because Wario, Wario, you know, it's all about money and all this stuff. That sort of personality type doesn't seem to match one that would be attracted to game making and like creating fun for people. So why does he like games? I was thinking about this, like, because it doesn't really make sense that like, like a, like a get rich quick scheme, which is like how, the wiki page described it was like he was gonna make micro games for right. video games it was like a new scheme of his but that's kind of weird um well it seems to me that he could do it because just out of spite for Pyora. like it's not really you know there, there's not really a clear path to getting rich through game making but like he's literally just doing it's like i i hated this guy in college and i'm gonna try and steal as much of his audience as possible and like cut into, you know, his slice of the pie. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a really spiteful move fueled by jealousy on, on account of Wario. True. Yeah. I guess then, cause like my idea was like, Oh, it's supposed to be part of his legacy since he's going to die in a year. Mm-hmm. But I guess it, it's like, well, that could be his legacy is finally burning this, this bird <laughs> character. <laughs> Not to keep harping on this, but is Pyoro the only bird at community college? Or is, is it just like a, a class, like a lecture hall full of humans and he's the only bird <laughs> in, in this lecture hall? Or are there other birds that go to community college? <laughs> I don't mean to keep bringing up Pyoro in college, but it just I'm, I really am curious about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Pyoro's family He's a legacy at the community college. So. Oh, okay. Uh, his his dad donated money. There's a building, <laughs> Piero Library. That's him. <laughs> but that's maybe one of the only bird families there. Mm. A prominent the the prominent bird families. <laughs> I hate Piero now. He's a stupid bird. You know, continuity wise, you know, War. You're the first person to to pitch us Wario. So there's not too much to talk about. I'm I'm pretty content with the with the tie-ins that we've got with our after credits scene. I think we've definitely done some good universe building. We've got definitely. Wario in a good place going into uh Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Pete, do you have any final pitches? 
No, I think this is pretty clear cut. I, I think I know where Wario's going next. Mm-hmm. And I really value where he's come from. I, I, I think I understand Wario. Yeah, um, for sure. So, so I'm grateful that Jenna could come on the cast and just build this world out for us. Jenna, it was such a great time having you as a guest. We're really grateful that you were able to join us and, and grace us with your storytelling. Yeah, this was so much fun, you guys. <laughs> You're safe. Hey, thank you so much for listening. None of this would be possible without some amazing remixes by some very underappreciated musicians. Here are their credits so you can listen to them without us talking over it. The consoles did the Nightwalk slash Dreams of Our Generation Rhythm Heaven Fever remix. Ambar Studios did the Crescent Moon Village awesome cover. Polygon did the Virtual Boy Wario Land Level 1 theme remix. And the Dribble Spits Highway Stage remix comes from Peter Skywalker. Tater Tot Tunes nailed the 8-bit remix of the Ashley theme. The Jimmy Lovin' Game & Wario Melv remix comes from Melv. And as always, the sound effects come from the Super Smash Bros. series, freesound.org, and the Wario series. Please visit us at our website, mizensmashpod.podient.co, and visit us at our Twitter, at mizensmashpod. You can find us at our personal Twitters at Simon Lewis Ong and at P. Simmons Hayes. Thank you so much for joining here this week. We'll be off next week, but then catch us next Monday with a brand new episode. We promise the wait is worth it. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you again soon. See ya.